Welcome everyone to Overcome Podcast. Uh, today we have a, a really special guest because this guy is all over the place. He's a very unique uh, type of athlete, uh, teacher, professor, all of above, right? So I'm, I'm very glad to have you today, George uh, Bierskatze. <laughs> George, welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Thank you for invitation. Absolutely, my friend. It's great to have you here. George, the main topic, the main theme around this podcast is about overcome. And um, the first question that I have for you about overcome is uh, is around your, your main career as a, a, a professor teacher in in, in dance uh, ballet and all that stuff we know that uh, there is a lot of uh, 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 prejudice uh, for people looking around uh, for this type of uh, activity and at the same time you are a fighter you are a black belt uh, jiu-jitsu black belt and uh, you've been doing uh, some uh, great competitions, winning and teaching all over the world. It's, it's, so how, how how do you take that? Did you have to really overcome some uh, skepticisms about uh, your career? And how did you handle that? <clears throat> so uh, absolutely amazing question. It's just very interesting. Uh, first time an interview is just direct a question about both things. Uh, you, you know, people think, of course, now less, but people think that those two worlds are super different, yep. right? Because one is fighting and the other one is dancing. However, um, in my experience, all the professional athletes or artists, they have uh, this connection because just think about uh, you training your body to do something, right? And one way you're training to fight, the other way you're training to dance. However, it's the athleticism is present there in a high level, right? You, in a high level dancer is high level athlete. So this is like, I'm talking about the similarities. If we talk about differences, and this is where we can also put like very interesting similarities and differences. Both worlds were kind of rejecting me, not rejecting me, I, they were, doubting mm. me so the dance world was doubting me for reasons that I am uh, let's say uh, I wasn't very suited for the as a best dancer or something like that you know and plus uh, when you're telling someone around that you also do martial arts very seriously right and it's not like uh, no, Tai Chi or like Wushu <laughs> you know it's the it's a hardcore martial mm -hmm. arts, you know, with uh, judo, jiu-jitsu, sambo, I don't know, what, wrestling. So it's it's a full contact uh, connection, body to body sport. People immediately believe that uh, as a dancer, you are probably nobody. You know, you are not the big deal. The same way in uh, in uh, in uh, martial arts world, and I'm talking about average, of course, right? Or the, let's say less than average people who would say like, really, you are a dancer? And they have to check you, you know, are you a black belt? I had that various times, which is very interesting. Nobody from the big professionals, champions, the big names ever doubt that, ever. It's just, they're like, oh my gosh, that's so helpful. You are probably very coordinated. Or, mm -hmm. 
but the beginners or someone like in the halfway there they always have to check you like you know there's distrust like how is the dancer classical dancer can be black belt although you can see those scars and you know the broken ears which is (laughs) you know the cauliflower ears should be showing right some kind of the let's say this way experience or like battle scars right but yeah a couple times you have to show yourself and demonstrate the if you ask me about that of course if i understand the right question you have to demonstrate and show your colors and be a little bit you know dominant like in a competition mm-hmm. if if that was the answer yes however if you ask me further how one helps the other one or why i start to uh following one dance or fighting that will be the next yeah yeah actually which one came first dance or martial arts oh my gosh that's so uh, let's say this way professionally professionally probably dance because you know it's educational and then uh, my former Home co- my former country or the home country where I was in Georgia, um, <clears throat> it's a you know it's a it's education. You have a degree in dance and you uh, you have a profession as a classical dancer. It's like to be become actor or singer or painter mm-hmm. or you know, uh, anyways artist. So the martial arts, uh, unfortunately, we don't yet yet we don't have uh, kind of those titles. However, we in right direction there. So I would say dance was first, and then, and then let's say the consequences of the life provoke me to dedicate myself to martial arts more seriously. Okay, so dance came first. So uh, yes. it actually, I totally agree that um, your background in dance helped you mainly with jujitsu because of the, your flexibility, body flow. Mm position so you definitely had a lot of advantages on your side when you went to jiu-jitsu but i know that you also did a lot of sambo and uh, did you start sambo first then jiu-jitsu uh, yes uh, however uh, here's the deal i also remember i mentioned to you that i'm greco-roman wrestler so why the jiu-jitsu came like like I always say, like my sport is more uh, jiu-jitsu sport or martial arts, right? I see it as a martial arts. Because, um, in uh, wrestling, in Greco-Roman wrestling, or in freestyle wrestling, I would say for sure, and in sambo, your opponent, your weight class, will be always, you know, it will be an advantage to be heavier. It's always advantage, even in jiu-jitsu. However, we all know that... Uh, so many times a lighter opponent submits and beats uh, by points or whatever. In jiu-jitsu, it's really about technique and uh, resistance and determination and conditioning. So you can be 200-pound uh, fighter or 260-pound fighter and lose to 185. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? In the sambo, it will be difficult. Or in wrestling, it will be difficult by the rules and by the limitation you know so that's why i put jiu-jitsu as a dominant martial arts and i would say uh if you ask me sambo came first yes as a first touch with sambo and with wrestling definitely it was first however i uh familiar like i would say i would alienate myself with jiu-jitsu and groco-roman wrestling more um you also teach dance 
professionally today. And uh, I know it's a hard, hard work for those dancers to not only perform, but from the athleticism perspective, they have to be very, very athletic. They have to take care of their body. Uh, I've seen uh, uh, some of the dancers' uh, feet, how tough it is on their toes or yeah. everything. So there's a lot of sacrifice in there as well. Um, since you've been teaching for so long time, what do you think it makes a great dancer uh, uh, is like natural gift or more like a dedication to the art and uh, the perseverance? Because some people are just gift. They can just do it, right? With a little explanation, yeah. they just do it, right? But sometimes the gift, they take things for granted. So they do not work as, as hard as the other one that have to really grind because they are not gifted, right? So in your perspective, what really makes really a great dancer? Oh, absolutely. I love your questions. Uh, and this is where I would put similarities, right, between martial arts and dance. If we, if again, for me it's the same world, but for some people it may be not. So to become great dancer, um, definitely gifted, of course, talent. Everybody, right, who has talent for some kind of talent has, let's say this way, <clears throat> extra start, right, head start than um, people who have to grind and who have to work. However. The dedication and the focus, you know, in the, to overcome your problems, right? The, I think uh, I think Renzo Gracie said that dedication overcomes talent, mm -hmm. you know. So the same thing in the dance. You may um, I would compare this to something like Hollywood movies, right? You may not be the the best, uh, you know, actor, like uh, the most handsome guy in the world, right? But you may come become the most smartest guy or most exotic actor or uh, like in my head comes like Morgan Freeman. We all know him like as a Morgan Freeman, the most amazing actor, yeah. right? But he's not Bruce Willis. He's not the protagonist. But we all know what Morgan, who is Morgan Freeman is, how smart. He, so the same, I think, in the, in the dance, since it's, since it's art, uh, you can always, I don't want to say beat talent, but approach yourself and uh, chase talent. Yeah. You know, again, I'm talking about if they have extra, like, you know, extra time to start and because of the talent, they uh, become like a little bit more flexible, uh, more coordinated and in a way when you're learning. However, the focus and the, the head, like my, my teacher was saying, like, there is lots of good dancers, but the, if you are a smart dancer, then you are the best dancer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, that's why I say, like, I think in martial arts is the same. Someone is, like, big, very well, uh, you know, fit for the martial arts, but if he has no head or has no dedication, I think it always will be the, you know let's say second place, not the yeah. first place, right? So the same, the same in dance. I think the, the smart people or people who dedicate and focus, you know, determination is very important. Yeah. I think. You, you had probably a lot of students uh, that you taught over the years. Have you seen a case where you were like, oh my goodness, this is such a gifted person, but he does not have the dedication. He doesn't put the work, <laughs> but it's like, 
if he just put the work, he will be the best. Have you ever seen scenarios like this? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, you see some most talented, uh, you know, kids, young dancers, but then because the, uh, let's say, because it's so easy for them to understand or physically overcome some, you know, some co by coordination and by um, lines and the bodies, you know, design, we can say, right, for the uh, dance, they often relax, they often drop that, uh, focus you know which is very sad and then they just become one of the you know one of the more people and one of the group you know and the people who has i think the the famous people or most successful people is who have both of course and the head and the talent right the dedication and focus and i would tell you this like more than half of the talented people just uh takes this as a grant yeah. you know like you know i have easy life so i have everything i know how to do this i don't need to push myself i don't need to come home and think about something you know? do you do you use similar approach in dance that you that uh, that is for martial arts for example in martial arts when we want to be challenged when we want to evolve we usually randori or we roll with higher belts so that we get beat <laughs> and that we learn and we stay humble, right? We always roll and we always do uh, 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 work with higher belts, you know, to just suffer mm. basically and to learn with it. Well, if you are in a dance uh, uh, class and you are the best one and there is no challenge, you're probably gonna have to drop your level and you usually drop your level just to be on the level of everyone else, right? So do you have like a special class just for like, good people well uh, let's say this way my program is for uh, high level dancers right it's international group uh, and it's more and more now attracts attention to classical training program in Dallas right uh, the point is here it's you can compare that like uh, like with a runner or the long jumper right if you run let's I don't know the timing but let's say you run 100 meters and nine seconds, mm -hmm. right? And everybody wants to approach that, but you're not gonna run slower than nine seconds, right? If that's your record, so you will try to beat yourself. So the same in the dance, even something works well, if you're a smart guy, you're trying to make it as harder possible, right? To overcome your um, record. Uh, and if, uh, let's say today we had the Padede class, right? And it's to bring ladies uh, in, it's basically benching the ballerina up and uh, very dangerous positions where she can you know get injured and that's the big challenge you for me it's kind of okay but for them it's something new and you see they trying and trying and trying and trying and as soon as this comes like normal and that is the part of the you know routine I immediately give them something more difficult on so it's like you know you can make it more challengeable it's like the same if we compare with the running let's say you are the fastest human being in the planet what they do you just put uh, a jacket with the weights let's see how you can do with extra 20 pounds mm -hmm. right the same so you you, you keep so, challenged then you you always keep absolutely challenged. absolutely you to be honest that's where we're talking about talent if you're a smart guy you will challenge yourself or girl you're just challenging yourself you just don't stop i think that's 
for the athletes too. Let's say you are the we're talking about black belts. What, let's say if you are black belt who beats everybody in your gym, but you 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 will not stop training because of that, right? Because there is someone else who can uh, do better. So you challenging yourself, like you do this way or avoid uh, some kind of submissions. Okay, let's let's beat today this way. So I think it's it's about personality, definitely mm-hmm. how human being you know sees the how student or human being sees the what they yeah, do but i think the 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 role of the teacher of the coach whatever you want to call is very important right because if you as a coach you keep pushing and 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 you keep uh, uh mentoring these people to have this type of mindset of, of push themselves you know just for self-improvement perspective is very important if you are a coach that is just like okay do this and, and that's it and 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 you do not really push then you're not gonna have the same result no i agree with you here yes and uh, talking about push i i agree with you push is good work because you're pushing in the right direction because you can push as much as you can but if the if they're not sliding <laughs> To that, to that direction, it doesn't matter how much you push, yeah. right? But to point it, uh, right? To point it in the right direction and to make it sometimes life harder, right? In 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 right word of the in understanding of the right word to make like life harder and uh, during the educational process, right? And or uh, uh, opposite sometimes. Um, tell them that they're doing well even though they're not progressing as much as you need, but give them this kind of stimul to tell them guys that was amazing good job keep continue that's that's i think the important and uh, i always say the teacher you know that not just me but you know and uh, all this time the world exists we know how much teacher is connects with the uh, with his disciple so it's it's very important as a teacher student uh, relation and i think uh, the 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 word of pedagogue from the greek right it means the uh, adult who is holding the hand of the child right and guiding yeah. him so i think it's very important uh, as a teacher to understand that you, you're not just teaching something you're also building character of yeah. someone yeah it's right? interesting it also comes from the from the cultural perspective i remember interviewing sensei uh, sasaki from japan uh, on this uh, uh, program here and we were talking about the sensei and he said well our sensei was really strict he we we didn't really bring uh, uh, dumb questions to him because he was very strict uh so that's like very kosher when you moved to us did you see a, a lot of difference on the on the approach to teach here versus how you learn in georgia absolutely well, moving to the West, yes, it's a good word. I never thought about that. Um, good phrase. Yes, definitely you're slowing down. Let's say you're getting more <laughs> diplomatically correct, right? <laughs> you, you're not going to get slapped in the hand here, yeah. right? No, nobody going to tell you that if you do that again, you're going to, I'm not going to talk with you or like you look like uh, some insulting yeah, words, yeah. right? Nobody gonna, nobody gonna slap you with a jumping rope, right? So what you what you're saying is that in Georgia you you did experience that. <laughs> yes, however, however, because the effort of the teacher to make you the best, you appreciate that. 
like you know you appreciate that he's so angry with you he's not trying to be correct with you so you don't get angry or you go home a little bit tired no no it's slightly different yeah. of course he wants you to be he believes that he makes the best human being in the world right now so you really appreciate it so of course it's slightly different however we're progressing we have to take some positive things from that and negative right not all the child not all the kids will take correction you know the way he the teacher focuses but yes definitely the, the, if you ask me the the teaching style is different right and it's just, it's, w- it's way yeah. more strict and direct right i mean the, direct, the, the direct feedback is like hey <laughs> stop doing that you suck right i mean it's very yeah. direct yeah. <laughs> yeah i remember in the <clears throat> when i was dancing in russia the most insulting thing was if someone like director of the company ask about like who was your teacher and you know that's insult because he doubting your teacher wow you, know? you are so this was like oh my gosh that's the biggest insult he doubt my teacher yeah yeah so you know what i mean here we'll be like well i'm studying this like this and not university and my teacher is and they're like oh, okay go you're not gonna ask this because they will be like what's the problem it's your it's your problem right it's you didn't learn right yeah but uh but in 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 the east, it's the teacher. If teacher didn't push you enough, it means that's why you didn't. Now, good. now having the experience that you have today in US versus the way that you learn in in the east, which method do you think is more efficient to really bring the best out of the athletes? Well. To be honest, now it's so mixed. You cannot say that the which way is the best because you know uh, United States. You know here everybody study and as I said, they're taking positive uh, information from the uh, from the old schools or whatever they can pull. So yeah, I cannot say what is the best approach because let's say like injury recovery is better definitely in US, mm. right? Uh, now mental toughness is definitely in it yeah yeah so it's like it's you know it's balance of course they will push you to the limits however sometimes those limits is like really limits you should rest right or stop here it's a little bit more from scientific point of view there is more from pe- like feeling and personal point of view you know training now about knowledge and uh, approach I would say East still winning for now. You know, if you're talking about wrestling and judo, you can see it. The, the old school beats new school still. Yeah, definitely. Whatever we're doing, yeah, Japan, Georgia, uh, I don't want to say like Russia, but Dagestani is like all. Yeah, you can like see on, on, on you can see on UFC, Khabib is one of the best fighters yeah. ever, right? Yeah, yeah. Look at how many Georgians do you have in UFC. Finally, they allowed. And they're beating everybody, and it's like come to like, oh, who is these guys? You know? Yeah. And the Caucasus, because you know it's the region of the fighters, so it's normal uh, to be that tough, right? But again, there was no, <laughs> there was no timeout zone. It's your timeout. No, there was like you're gonna go back and repeat again hundred times. There's no time for you to meditate about what you did wrong. <laughs> you just go back. And during when you're doing something, someone beating you up, you think about what you did wrong. I, I believe, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I believe that when you are teaching martial arts, 
you probably have a little bit more flexibility to be more straight because people that are in the match they know that they will suffer they know that they will be bruised they know that there will be uh, sweat and tears so they are more susceptible to receive direct uh, feedback and criticism in the dance world probably not so much so do you feel more free to speak up your mind when you are in the martial arts versus when you are teaching dance nope it depends uh, it depends it depends with whom right and uh, it depends on the personal connection I think sometimes I'm very harsh in the dance on uh, personal mm. level to put the buttons you know to it's the same like if you doubt their possibility to become and again I'm talking about more advanced dancers to become successful yeah. so you try to provoke or make them a little bit more concerned about the future or the overcome what's going to happen and then martial arts you know you you are direct but because it's full contact you can you have to demonstrate right and dance it's a little bit easier because you can just say it more so if you can if you can ask me where I'm more harassed probably in the dance right oh really interesting <laughs> more I, in did, I, more I in never thought more. that yeah. yeah interesting you well let's say this way you don't want to destroy morale of the warrior right which is martial yeah. artist right so you want him to believe that he's the you know like that towering in his body right so you don't want to say like ah oh, you're gonna suck Right, you even if he sucks, you're trying to like. Well, that's why I say like, repeat again. It's gonna work. Trust yeah. me. In the dance, you're doing the same thing, but you're saying like, do you think it's gonna work? <laughs> so you're just changing the. <laughs> and and uh, as far as uh, uh, athleticism, because you started this whole conversation saying that the, you see a lot of similarities between martial arts and dance, and I agree with you. I personally do uh, bodybuilding and uh, there is a lot, mainly on the posing perspective, there is a lot to do with uh, dance. Uh, I remember Arnold Schwarzenegger, he did dance class in order to have mm -hmm. a, a better posing when he was uh, competing. And so I admire and I appreciate that as well. Now, when you uh, draw the, 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 the words of the two athletes, do you see a lot of injuries in, in both sports uh, or dance is like a way more safer place and, and, and athletes can be more concerned about the technique and not so much about uh, injuries? So uh, this is like two questions in one, right? Uh, uh, if we're talking about, like you mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Not lots of people know the Muhammad Ali did the same. Hmm. The Bruce Lee was Bruce Lee was uh, the ballroom dancer champion in Hong Kong. I didn't know that, really. Wow. Yes, cha cha cha. Yeah, you can now with Google, you can Google it and you can find. Yeah, Bruce Lee was the. There is videos, I think, him dancing. Hmm. Uh, and uh, if you ask me why, like Caucasian, the Caucasus is uh, fighting so well because they have coordination. It's obligatory how to know to dance. As you, I don't know, if you see the videos, all the uh, Dagestanis, Georgians, Chechens, after the fight, they dance. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, from the little kid, they're teaching you how to dance. So that's the coordination, right? Yeah. So if we're talking about, that's when you see they're all dancing, so it's natural, right? And if you talk about, like, if we're going before the uh, 
Greek hoplites, right, and uh, Spartans, they were obligatory to, they have to know how to dance sirtaki. The dance, you know, the sirtaki, when they dance together, everybody think like, oh, well, it's just the group dance. No, they were training them as a coordination. They have to know how to read, how to fight, how to wrestle, and how to dance. That was obligatory for the warrior, for the anti-Greek warrior. Wow. It's only, yeah, it's only changed in Rome when, uh, you know, war changed slightly and they have to be more movable. As I remind you, the Greeks fight in the, whole, in the lions, in phalanx. So it was obligatory. That's very interesting, you see, aspect of the history which we sometimes forget about. And I think lots of dancers, and uh, I'm going to tell you this, I'm not going to say name, but one of the, I don't want to say the biggest boxers, but I remember he reached me out in Boston and he asked, like, if I suggest him uh, teacher for the ballroom dancing because he knows that his opponent taking salsa classes. <laughs> wow. You know? So to not compromise anybody. But yeah, and it was big names, prize fighters. And it was like, oh, I said like, well, that's very smart. He's like, yeah, we just want to know what what you think about as a fighter. And then I like, I think that's amazing. I said like footwork. They were like footwork. And I told them like footwork definitely, but you don't understand how much coordination will work in all the body because it's just the rhythm. And if you if you say judo, that there's a randorio setup, it's basically dance. It's like one, two, three, or like one, two, like yep. you just reading your yep. opponent. So if you see from another perspective, to go back to that uh, very interesting story, uh, the Argentinian tango, right? Everybody sees like some passionate dance between women and men. But if I tell you the real story, it will surprise so many people. So tango, as you see that it's very close, it was danced between two gauchos, right? Or two men. And the same like, oh, like Brazilian capoeira, mm -hmm. right? Nobody should know that it's fight. The same was with the tango. They have a dagger, right? Daga in the, in the right boot. They put the knife in the right boot, right? In the right, and they grab hands of each other and one guy tries to reach his knife to stop the other guy, and the other one tries to reach his. And this is how dance was. That's why tango looks so close to each other. And if you see from perspective now, as fighting, you understand. They're just trying to stop each other. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's the real story of tango. Awesome. Two dudes try to kill each other, yes. Yeah. So that's very interesting, right point. If you, if you ask me, like, wow, how this and that. So that's the... That's the connection between like dance and uh, martial art or whatever. So the not 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 known, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, this uh, it makes a lot of sense. Now, as I was asking, uh, of course, I mean, and you have this uh, tangible data because you do both from the uh, injury perspective. Oh yes, uh, yes, martial sorry. arts is something that exposes you way more to probably injuries than dance. Do you agree with that? So martial arts definitely. Let's say this way: you walking on the blade of the knife, right? With martial arts, with jujitsu or judo, you basically uh, try to injure each other friendly, mm -hmm. right? Like you are you in jujitsu, you just tap is the only safe yeah. moment. Your, your friend, your opponent, your teacher, if he holds choke for six seconds more, you will pass out. Another six seconds, you have clinical yeah. death. So we basically playing with uh, death and life. However, because there is so much trust and the repetition and coordination, 
both athletes we're talking about martial arts right they're so skilled that and I think in jiu-jitsu in judo and wrestling you just respect even if you don't like your opponent there is some kind of rule in uh, in you know in your head and that the gentleman or that you not go gentlemen or like you know in the girls they also right respect to each other to not injure your opponent and if it's happening it may happen just by mistake mm-hmm. now in the dance world there is no rule like that because it's all about you it's like i repeat it's like a, a runner he just runs and the muscle just didn't work and something happened and you just re-injure yourself because you cannot stop running right or jumping the same way uh, I would say like dancer when injury happened in dance the injury it's much more severe than uh, fighting wow. I'm not comparing yeah I'm not comparing concussions with like oh, that is something different or like let's say broken arm of the last fight with Ronaldo Jacare Souza right he broke an arm you know you put back there was not a ligament tear in the dance similar would happen but you will probably destroy your ligaments and uh, as a dancer with uh, three different injuries I know how it is and but uh, on the dance is usually accident or it is overused no it's it can be overused but it's accident however unfortunately those accidents happen more than you think really wow yes when I was, I always telling my students, when I was 23, let me try to translate this from my own tongue. So when I was 23, I remember I was walking to therapist almost every week or every month I have to see and recovery from something. And I was like, I'm so tired. Why everything is hard and always in pain? And she said like, George, if it's would hard, wouldn't hard, you won't be dancer. You wouldn't be dancer. Because you are dancer, that's why you have to overcome those pain, injuries and everything. Just think about when you are 23, you, most of the people have some kind of bad injury already. So it's like ice skating, you know. If you ask me, like, oh, do they have injuries? Well, not often, but when they hit the floor, it's ice. So injury is yeah. severe, right? Yeah. It's, so it's like pretty but dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And you were talking about the, the rules, the karate on, on the martial arts, but on the dance... And you said it's very individual, but on the dance you also have like group dance or couple dance, so one is taking care of each other, right? Yeah, yes, absolutely. You're trying to take care of each other, but just remember this: show must go on, right? Let's say we, let's say, let's say something stupid. Let's say we have a party scene where we have to drink and be happy and be clowns or something, mm-hmm. you know? And one of the dancers get injured and he's in the pain. We cannot, it's like a movie. You cannot stop and ask your friend, hey, how are you doing? Uh, you, you just ignore and move on. You move on and he would be smiling also and he will drag himself away from the stage. Uh, I remember in Spain dancing, uh, in Spain that's happened, one of the girls and it was something impressive. Uh, a group of the boys were waiting and girl dancing with a partner. She fell and her wrist was broken completely, bent to the other wow. side. She danced for another 40 seconds, maybe minute, with a smile and everything. Little bit crying, of course, but smiling. She stepped out of the wing and she passed out. Do you understand how much that little girl, <laughs> she was little. Of course she was 24 or something, 23. But how much concentration and focus was there to maintain yourself like nothing happened 
nothing to see. I'm enjoying this dance so public doesn't get uh, involved, yeah. right? She stepped out and she passed out from the pain. It's You can only compare to the flight attendants, right? There is like crazy, I don't know, turbulence and they always smiling and like, just please be seated, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. right? Or, or when you are in a very bad position in, in jiu-jitsu and it, you it, keep so yeah, calm, you, right? Like uh, Kron, yeah, Kron Grace yeah. always said, keep calm under pressure. <laughs> yes, don't telegraph your trouble. Yes, I agree with you. So that's, you see, another, uh, you see, you, we can draw another line and connection between. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's amazing. Uh, and uh, now... On the on the martial arts world, uh, you said that you started after, so dance came first, and uh, yes. and then you start jujitsu. Did you uh, 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 try to create a parallel career between uh, uh, dance and jujitsu, or jujitsu was always a hobby? So, because I was bullied in the street. Um, when I was dancing, um, so it's kind of pushed me to learn, you know, to how to fight. And as I mentioned, I think the jiu-jitsu was one of the best martial arts to learn to defend yourself against any opponent, mm -hmm. right? So uh, I would say the life circumstances, right, whatever happened, pushed me to learn jiu-jitsu and Greco-Roman wrestling very seriously. Like, not just a hobby. Of course, it was hobby, or like I did also, like, a little bit boxing and karate, you know, everybody watched Van Damme's movie in that time, and Jackie Chan, those people were inspirational, right? Everybody want to be the superhero. However, the dedication was different, right? You're coming, you're training a little bit, and then, you know, life takes over. But in my life, unfortunately, I was pushed to learn how to defend myself very seriously. And it's not movie. I have to know how to do really fight and how to submit or how to subdue, I don't know the English word, the dominate the larger opponent, more aggressive. So uh, slowly it's become, like I wouldn't say it's, it was hobby, right? For me, it was like surviving. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I actually, when I asked this question, it was more on the intent to see if, for example, nowadays, you are a professional dancer, uh, teacher, and uh, you have a very well-established career. You don't ever think about, for example, building your own martial arts school and use this as like a career, right? It's, that's not on the plan. Or, or maybe it is. <laughs> Then that, I wouldn't say that this thought came in my mind or people didn't ask yeah. me, right? They ask me all the time, like, why you don't mix and making something new, new academy of, you know, you would have so many disciples. It's just, uh, I think right now where I am, you know, I should dedicate myself more to the, to the art. However, I'm telling you, I was very close to open uh, martial arts school, you know, just with a slightly different focus. Mm -hmm. Right, and I always say there is. I think there is people better, not for not. I think for sure, who could uh, represent, you know, open the school and uh, be more beneficial. Like if I open the school, I would invite some another uh, person to train. Like my coach now, like we want to say, my professor Vinicius Garcia. He's younger than me, but I just consider him as a, my idol, 
uh, in jiu-jitsu because the knowledge what he represents, right? And yeah. uh, the, his jiu-jitsu side is different. However, he calls me professor too. So it's, you know, that's if we're talking about camaraderie. <laughs> it's very interesting, yeah. interesting how it is. So if you ask me right now, I don't think I would do it. But uh, it's, I don't, I would lie to you if, if I tell you that I never thought about or people never ask me about. So. When you went, before moving to US, you said that you were in Spain where you lived for many years there. When you, when you, when you were there, were you also only fully engaged on dance or were you also engaged in martial arts? So I was engaged in martial arts very seriously in Barcelona, very seriously. We were one of the first teams, Robin Gracie teams, who started to dedicate their time to Vale Todo very seriously, like to start, to learning, to see how Gracie's fight, to see how the Marco Ruas fight, like really like, you know, those old videos of the Vale Todo. So we were people who, you know, under the, of course, arm of the Robin Gracie, we were learning and uh, studying what to do, not just like, okay, guys, let's bring the, you know, let's fight. Mm -hmm. So we were trying to develop. So I was very serious in that. Very dedicated. Trust me. Like uh, I'm pretty sure my name still there, and of the couple of the people knows me. If I if you say in Barcelona, they're like, oh yeah, the two crazy Russians, you know. <laughs> we had two boys, right? two guys at that time. So then, Robin Gracie team. Yeah, we were just developing that. It was very interesting for us. And from point of view, I, I remind you, as a dancer, I have a very good memory for um, remember the you know technique. So I was the bank of the, you know, the step. They're like, George, watch. You remember? I'm like, one more time. Remember? I'm like, yeah, we can go. Yeah. And then I, I may not execute bad well, but to re repetition and to explain, I was one of the best banks, <laughs> <laughs> memory banks. Well, that's that's awesome. So, that's awesome. I mean, I mean, your yeah. your background as a a dancer a teacher helps a lot uh, for sure on that. Uh, and, and as you said, uh, there is a lot of benefits on that. Uh, and I notice uh, on your uh, movements, the flow, and even in judo, you know, uh, you introduce like last time that we were uh, Randori, and you you came up with that uh, Greco uh, throwing. So you you like to mix things up, right? I know. I know. Oh yes. That. Oh yes. Well. God likes diversity, right? So we have to be diverse too. <laughs> so I, I always feel this way. More unorthodox, more different you are, it's better, I think. You know? It's and totally in, in, funny because if, I remember having that conversation, you and Sam, and both of you are from, I oh know, Sam is from Russia, right? But, the, but Sam yeah. was like, no, this doesn't work in judo. And you're like, no, it does. And he was like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, but if I gotta tell you this, that yesterday I throw him two times with that. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. So that's that's the interesting thing. And then he even even uh, even Sensei Ross said like, no, 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 it, this works. He's like, no, no, don't tell him to not do it. He said like, it's works. We just have to find the way he can set up. Yeah. That. So you know, it's just. You do what you you do best. Yeah, right? and I, I I love the fact that as you said. It is important to have an arsenal of options because sometimes Absolutely. you just are in the right place at the right moment at the right time and as we know timing is everything right so boom you just yeah. execute yeah 
And then the other thing is, remember, <laughs> Heronimo was also opposite. Yeah. He came yesterday. He came and he told me like, you know, I started throwing that throw. I'm like, aha, you guys now jumping to my side. He's like, well, I never say it's not gonna work. I just say it's difficult. <laughs> nice, <laughs> very cool. Uh, George, <laughs> it was really a pleasure to to talk to you. you I baby. mean, it was an awesome conversation. Uh, it was great to get your insights from the dance perspective. I, I hope that uh, everyone appreciates uh, uh, your perspective because I've, I, no, I not only think it's very unique, but also is, I think it's very complimentary. And um, thank, thanks a lot for taking the time to, to talk to us today. Thank you so much for the uh, it's an honor for me, and it's so good. The like, questions were amazing that I feel that I opened my soul a little bit. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Bye Thank bye. you, everyone, for tuning in on the Overcome Podcast. And see you again next time.